Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What's up, what's up, what's up? How you guys doing? It's me, your host, Nick. It's Nick's Nerd News. Welcome to the show. Can you guys believe it's November 16th? November 16th. This is the 236th episode. We're 236 in, baby. Bing bong. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. How you guys doing? How you guys doing today? What's going on? Anything fun? Anything new? Uh, God of War came out last week. Um, I got that. Got to play a little bit of that so far. Um... I did not see uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I was too sick this week and uh, recovering over the weekend. So, unfortunately, don't get to talk about that. Hopefully, I will go um, this week and uh, we'll get to talk about it on next week's episode. It's it's rare that I miss a Marvel movie on opening weekend. Um, very rare, indeed. Um, but... What else is going on? Anything? Anything fun? Andor was cool today. Uh, the Santa Claus show is out. Did you guys watch that? I it's, I watched it. It's it's serviceable. Um, yeah. What today's the sixteenth, November November sixteenth. Holy shit! Um, it's wild. Let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? Um, let me talk about God of War a bit. I uh, I've put about ten hours into it. It's really hard. Um, granted, I'm playing on the second hardest difficulty. Uh, but what I mean by hard is it's it's different from the first game. Uh, they want you to uh, like dodge a little bit more, use your shield a little bit more, a little more tactical in in your approach to bosses and fights and things like that. Um, it it's Interesting, though, that you have the Blades of Chaos, of course, right away, uh, following the first game. And uh, different enemies require you to either use the Blades of Chaos first or the, the, the Leviathan Axe first. Um, I still use the Leviathan Axe more just because I love the hack and slash motion of it. Uh, so far, though, I'm having a lot of fun. It is, like I said, it is a lot harder than the, the first game, which is a good thing. Um... I've seen anywhere from 25 to 60 hours, depending on how much uh, you want to complete. I've seen 60 hours is like 100%, 25, 30 hours just for the main story. Um, so we'll see how things go. Hopefully uh, I'll get m mostly done with it in the next week or so. Uh, moving on. Uh, we've now learned that Google has started to, I guess, refund some Stadia purchases. Um, you can get refunds for hardware, games, subscription fees, and more. Um, I guess, uh, in September, Google announced that it would shut, uh, we know that they said they were going to shut down Stadia, um, on January 18th, but, uh, now they are issuing refunds. Um, so it will be refunding all hardware purchases made via the Google store and all game and DLC content bought through the Stadia store. Um, so controllers, games, uh, 
um, even exclusive games. Um, this is on a new blog post, in fact, that they posted. Um, oh, wow, they'll refund stuff. Um, they'll try to attempt to refund each transaction to the form of payment used to make the purchase so that you won't even have to really do anything. They'll reach out if they can't try. Um, but it will not issue any refunds to Stadia Pro subscriptions issued before September 29th. Um, but if you still have it, you'll be, um, you'll be able to access your content till the shutdown. You don't need to return any hardware. Um, but if you still own it, you might have to show proof that you still own it. Um, just uh, to make sure they're refunding the right person. Um, a new Dragon Age animated series is coming to Netflix in December. Um, a lot of people are excited about that. Uh, so Netflix, we talked about last week that Netflix announced that they were going to make a Gears of War live action movie. Um, Dave Bautista, like, reposted a video of him putting on Gears armor from like a game promotion. Literally saying, I can't make it any easier. Like, there's no reason not to cast him as Marcus Phoenix. Literally none. Um, the man's been dying to do it. And I think his schedule's going to be open with, uh, you know, with Guardians ending. Um, Razer has announced a new $250 controller for PS5. It is the Wolverine V2 Pro. It has offset sticks. Uh, surprisingly enough, um, it's officially licensed PlayStation, has remappable buttons, interchangeable thumbsticks, adjustable triggers um, that are, quote, intended to provide a, quote, unfair advantage, uh, unquote, in any game. Uh, it releases December 31st. It connects to PS5 or PC with USB-A um, and ultra-fast 2.4 gigahertz wireless connection. Uh, you can pair it with the Razer app for further customization, for stick sensitivity, button mapping, lighting effects, and more. Um, it also includes two additional completely customizable buttons for the front on the front and four on the back, um, which is interesting. $250. Look at Razer trying to compete with Scuff. Uh, it even has a touchpad. Um which is uh, indicative of PlayStation controllers nowadays. Uh, Remedy has announced that they are working on Control 2. Uh, no official release date for it, but it will have a larger budget than the first game. I'm very excited. Loved the first game. I'm a huge Remedy fan. Uh, hopefully they knock it out of the park with this and Alan Wake 2. Uh, we've gotten new... Gameplay details shown off for Hogwarts Legacy, more customization options, things like this. There's a gameplay video uh, that was released. Um, and then, Game of the Year Awards nominees have been announced. The Game Awards takes place uh, on December... What's, what's the date this year? Hold on. I'm getting lost here. December 8th. Uh, so, let's uh, just go over some of the nominees here. Uh, for Game of the Year, we have A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, uh, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, yes, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. 
For best game direction, you have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. For best narrative, you have A Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. Best art direction, you have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. <clears throat> For best score music, you have Olivier de Riviere for A Plague Tale Requiem, Sukasa Saito for Elden Ring, Bear McCreary for God of War Ragnarok, Two Feathers for Metal Hellsinger, and Yasunori Mitsuda. I don't know what game that's for. Best audio design, you have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West. Best Performance, you have Ashley Birch, Horizon Forbidden West, Charlotte McBurney, A Plague Tale Requiem, Christopher Judge, Boy, for God of War Ragnarok, Manon Gage for Immortality, and Sonny Soljic for God of War Ragnarok. Games for Impact, you have A Memoir Blue, As of Dusk Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Ending, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I Was a Teenage Exocolonist. Best ongoing game, you have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. Best indie game, you have Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Best debut indie game, Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, Vampire Survivors. Um, we're going to ignore best mobile game. Best community support, you have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Um, best action game, you have Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Best action adventure game, Plague Tale Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Best RPG, you have Elden Ring, L Live a Live, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Best fighting game, you have DNF Duel, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle R, The King of Fighters 15, Multiverses, and Sifu. Uh, best family game is Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Best sports racing game, you have F122, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. Best Sim Strategy Game, D Dune Spice Wars, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. Uh, and then on and on, um, eSports, uh, uh, Creator, um, things like that. So, most anticipated games, best adaptation, things like that. So, you can go vote for those. December 8th, the show will air on many different platforms. Uh, the Witcher 3 is getting its next-gen update. I mean, we're fully in. We're two years in. I think it's current-gen. Uh, will drop in December. Uh, Cyberpunk's DLC, which is coming in the next year or so, uh, will be a paid DLC, confirms CD Projekt Red. Uh, we've also learned that Eminem wanted to star in a Grand Theft Auto movie that was going to be directed by Tony Scott. Yes, a Tony Scott-directed Grand Theft Auto movie starring Eminem. And the Hauser brothers said no. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, Tony Scott directed 
probably would have been pretty great. And we know Eminem's a good actor based on um, on 8 Mile. So, who knows? Who knows what could have been? Maybe in an alternate reality, it exists. Um, Do you guys know that Marvel's Avengers is still a thing? That uh, apparently people are still playing it? Well, enough people are still playing it that they're adding another character... Uh, and the Winter Soldier is being added to the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Bungie is currently involved in a lawsuit regarding Destiny 2 anti-cheating software. And it looks like the court has ruled in Bungie's favor. Uh, they've ruled against the cheat company Aim Junkies uh, retaliation suit. And this is via Torrent Freak and Eurogamer. U.S. District Court Judge Thomas Zilli has sided with Bungie after AIM Junkies accused them of hacking uh, one of their computers. Um, yeah, I. Uh, this is what the judge says, quote, May has failed to sufficiently allege that Bungie accessed his personal computer and files without authorization. To support his allegation that Bungie accessed his personal computer may relies on a document that Bungie purportedly produced during discovery in this matter, quote-unquote. Uh, he then went and followed up with, quote, May, however, does not explain what this document is or how it evidences instances in which Bungie allegedly accessed this, his computer without authorization and downloaded his personal information, quote-unquote. Uh, it is still ongoing, has not fully been dismissed, um... This will hurt. Um, this will hurt Aim Junkies' countersuit, though. So we'll see how things progress in the future. Um, we've also learned that uh, the co-creator of Fable uh, pretty much ripped off um, Devil May Cry. Dean Carter, uh, who worked for Lion's Head Studios. Um, he said on Twitter, quote, when you're feeling lost, steal it. 100% rip it off from another game. Um, quote, unquote. Um, he said, he followed up with, I'm sure everyone knows this hack already, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. On the off chance that it saves someone from going completely off the rails during their dev, it's a hint about scope. When you're feeling lost, steal it. 100% rip it off from another game. How did the world of Fable become that size? Because I played Devil May Cry and noticed that the world was something like 82 zones. It didn't seem excessive. It reused and recontextualized areas. It worked for a relatively short but high quality game. I literally counted the number of zones, the size of those zones, and the average time spent in those zones and used that to block out the entire world of Al Albion. At the time, we were spiraling out of control, convinced we had to make something big, whatever that meant. Literally copying the scope of DMC, the interaction density of Silent Hill, and the encounter style of the first way of the samurai changed Fable from a floppy, undefined, never-ending death march to something we could actually complete without ever having worked on a 3D game. Um, he continues, Did I feel icky about it? No, I wasn't using the other game's themes, ideas, or creativity, just their scope. It was like seeing that most movies were 90 minutes and saying, Oh, I guess that works, we can do that. Not everything in your game is going to be original. In fact, very little will be. Manga, anime, Star Wars, etc. nearly all rest on some kind of framework or structure set up by folks long before you. Focus on the bits that make your game yours, not avoiding using L3 for run. I'll just be waiting here for the bad faith. 
Fable Creator admits he ripped off other games. Bullshit to roll in. What a wonderful world. Ah ha ha ha. It actually happened. Ah ha 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 ha. Um, it's unquote. So that's all from his Twitter. It was a Twitter thread. It's always fun to see devs open up about what they did and how they looked at other games to inspire them. And obviously they didn't actually steal from Devil May Cry. But it's interesting how much Devil May Cry had an impact on the original Fable. Uh, we've learned that Sony has made the awful decision to patent blockchain and NFT technology in, in uh, regards to gaming. Um, this is a patent that Eurogamer found. It is called Tracking Unique In-Game Digital Assets Using Tokens on a Distributed Ledger. Uh, apparently has diagrams and mechanics for tracking changes in ownership, visual appearance, metadata, um, Oh, God. In-game moments of gameplay and items or characters. Uh, Ubisoft tried this and failed, Sony. Um, wow. It's essentially... A, it's one of the core ideas behind how NFTs work. Um, Sony said, quote, There's no way to differentiate a specific instance of an in-game item that a famous player of the video game used to win a famous tournament from any other instance of the in-game item. Um, I don't even... This is stupid. NFTs and blockchain shit have all crashed and burned. We need to just move away from them. Uh, director of the Bioshock movie says they prom he promises to stay true to the games. Uh, he doesn't want to deviate too much from them and will hopefully provide a better experience for fans. Uh, we've learned that the Overwatch 2 mid-season patch has been delayed which means May will continue to re remain unplayable at the time being. Um, it's unfortunate, but any May memes, memes, any May mains uh, will unfortunately have to wait until that patch is finally released. And our final bit of gaming news today is uh, has to do with a candid conversation Phil Spencer had with The Verge. Um, he openly talked about delaying Starfield, which he said, quote, We have experienced shipping games too early, but in hindsight, when you look at a game like Starfield, which has taken so long and so much investment in new IP from the team, the decision to give the team the time to build the game that they feel they should be building is just the right thing to do. Uh, Starfield and Redfall, which are our first big Xbox games with Bethesda ZeniMax coming into the team, I just wanted to make sure those teams felt they had the support they could get from Xbox. Maybe feel some benefit of being part of a larger organization that has other revenue streams and other things going on that could be helpful. Quote, unquote. So, essentially defending his decision uh, to allow Starfield to be delayed. Uh, and then he also opened up about uh, Project Keystone, which was their streaming-only console. Um, not like a Series S, where it's, it's technically a streaming-only, but this would be like a almost like a set-top box that literally was streaming only. Like, I, I, it probably didn't even have a hard drive. Um, again, this is the same, same interview with The Verge, um, saying that they decided to put it on hold for now. Um, they were hoping to sell it between $99 and $129, even though they would take a hit. Um, but he ultimately said, quote, The console we built that people have seen, Keystone, was more expensive than we wanted it to be when we actually built it out with the hardware that we had inside. We decided to focus that team's efforts on delivering the smart TV streaming app instead. 
quote unquote. Um, which he also said, quote, I don't want to announce pricing specifically, but I think you've got to be $129.99, somewhere in there for that to make sense in my view. Um, unquote, which makes sense, right? If you're going to have a streaming box, you don't want to charge too much for it, right? And that 99 to 129 mark matches up with, you know, uh, uh, Roku's and Apple TV, um, Amazon Fire, things like that. Those, that's all within that price range and realm for streaming, essentially. Uh, but that's it for gaming today. Let's, uh, let's move on. What's going on? with other set-top boxes in the TV world. Are you a big fan of Game of Thrones? Because if you are, Game of Thrones will have its first official fan convention next month at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Tickets are now on sale. Um, and if you want to meet the cast of House of the Dragon, they will be there. Uh, we've learned more information about the Penguin Show coming to HBO Max. Uh, it will ultimately be set right after the conclusion of the Batman, uh, and then leading up to, of course, the beginning of the second film, if and when that gets made. Um, we will learn and see Otto, Otto, no, not Otto, uh, we will see, um, why am I forgetting his name? Uh... Oswald. Oswald Cobblepot. Why am I saying Otto? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> uh, it will show him as a strategist, a hustler, him really coming into his own as a gangster and probably filling the void of, uh, of what, Sal Maroney, right, is who they take out in the movie? I don't remember. One of them. Uh, we got our first trailer for Witcher Blood Origin, the prequel series starring Michelle Yeoh. It is a four-episode miniseries that is heavy on the action, I will say that. This is uh, no tossing, tossing a coin to your Witcher, if you know what I mean. No, it looks really cool. Uh, Paramount has announced when their first Avatar movie will drop, and it's not until 2025. And how about this? Ash Ketchum has finally become the greatest trainer, winning... The Ultimate Tournament, which featured champions from all different regions, uh, in the episode that most recently aired in Japan, Ash has officially won Becoming the Greatest Trainer. He became the very best uh, after 25 years. Uh, Studio Ghibli announced and then released a new short in partnership with Lucasfilm. Featuring Grogu or Baby Yoda and the Dust Bunnies from My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, it's okay. Uh, the Duffer Brothers have said that Season 5 of Stranger Things will be a thematic, quote-unquote, culmination of all the seasons. Uh, meaning Season 5 will feature themes and things that have, have happened in every season so far. They want to make sure that it features something like that in Season 5 to, to bring it all together, which I am very excited to hear. Apparently their pitch, which was two hours to Netflix, left people speechless and crying. Um, Yellowstone, which recently had its fifth season premiere, had the biggest <clears throat> premiere of 2022 for television, bringing in 12.1 million viewers. 
on its premiere night. Um, <clears throat> the Santa Claus show premiered this week. It's just okay. I watched the first two episodes, which are available. Um, very slow-moving show. Uh, Netflix announced that you can now kick people off your account. Uh, it's a new feature. Um, it's called Manage Access and Devices feature. Uh, allows you to view recent logins, devices, um, and you can remotely log those devices and terminate access. So that way, if you have people on there that shouldn't be on there that you don't know about, you can kick them off. Um, it also shows the name of the user and who was doing it. Uh, so that is available now. Um, and before we talk about today's Andor, I just I some sad news happened last week. Um, the passing of Kevin Conroy, and if you're unfamiliar with Kevin Conroy, which if you're listening to this podcast, you you probably know exactly who he is. Uh, he was the voice of Batman for uh, thirty plus years at this point. Um, originated the role on Batman the Animated Series, continued on to the new Adventures of Batman, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Uh, Many, many animated DC productions um, featuring Batman. Um, he got to play Batman in live action on uh, the CW's annual Arrowverse crossover event. Um, he was the Batman in the three main Arkham games. You know, obviously, I, I've spent a lot of time watching him as Batman. Um and, you know, he's one of the people that I've looked up to um, in the past when I, because I've always wanted to be a voice actor as well. And, you know, really it's, 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 it's funny because when, and I've seen this posted online too, and when I read Batman comics, which majority of the comics I read, I, I always hear his voice. Um, other people have tried, they don't, they don't do it well. Um... It, it's obviously he couldn't do it forever, right? I mean, we all know this. Um, unfortunately, he did pass away young, um, not too young. I mean, he he was sixty six. It, it was complications from cancer, uh, but obviously he had a lot of time left to be able to play Batman if he wanted to. I know he was stepping down from the role, uh, not doing it as often because obviously it's a it's a tax on 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 vocal cords. Uh, to perform a voice like that. Um, also why Mark Hamill uh, doesn't do the Joker as much anymore either. But it, it it's... He's the GOAT, man. And it sucks that uh, any new Batman projects won't be able to have him in it. Um, obviously he wasn't doing it regularly like I, I just stated, but, but any potential one-off could have been him and it, it would have been would have been great um man it sucks it really sucks um no more kevin conroy and uh rest in power batman rest in power uh moving on i want to talk about andor today uh penultimate episode season finale is next week uh, this week was a very Luthen-heavy episode. 
Um, we focused a little bit more on him. Uh, obviously, we get to see Cassian escape from from uh, Nirkana Five, right? Um, he goes back to the Florida planet, which how his case with his money is still in that hotel room is beyond me. Um, <laughs> but no, it's a very Luthan heavy episode, very Rebel heavy episode. Um, we get to see more of uh, um, Force Whitaker's. Uh, why can't I think of um, why can't I think of his name? Um, forgetting names all over today. Uh, Saw Guerrera. Um, we also get to see that Luthen is a very skilled pilot. Uh, in the final moments of the episode, not final moments, but towards the end of the episode, we get to see him take on an Imperial cruiser. And he is, and some several TIE fighters. Dude's ship is stacked, by the way. Um, sneaky little ship. We also get to see a, a, a cruiser. It was the original design for a Star Destroyer, actually, back when um, they were planning Star Wars back in the 70s. It, it has like three um, radar dishes sticking off of it. And uh, Chris Cantwell came up with the design, and it's actually named after him. He passed away this year. Um, but Luthen, man, good pilot, surprised by that. Um, and obviously they're setting up a lot of tension for the final episode, obviously with either, uh, Mon Mothma and her new banker friends. Um, hopefully maybe, um, we'll see more of, um, God, why can't I think of any characters' names? The, the crazy dude um, who lives with his mother. He wasn't in last week's, but it looks like he might be heading to Ferex when we might have him get entangled with the Empire a bit. Um, but we'll see what happens on the season finale next week. I'm very excited. Uh, that is it for television. Let's talk about movies here. Uh, we got our first trailer for John Wick Chapter 4. Looks like we're going to go on another globe-trotting adventure and a lot of new uh, cameos. Donnie Yen is in the film, so hopefully they get to fight. Uh, Stallone was speaking in regards to the upcoming Creed 3 and said that it's a regretful situation. He was speaking with a Hollywood reporter, and he said, uh, quote, that's a regretful situation because I know what it could have been. It was taken in a direction that is quite different than I would have taken it. It's a different philosophy, Erwin Winkler's and Michael B. Jordan's. I wish them well, but I'm much more of a sentimentalist. I like my heroes getting beat up, but I just don't want them going into that dark space. I just feel people have enough darkness. Um, unquote. Obviously, he might have seen the movie, because we don't exactly know what's going on other than the trailer. We do know that he won't be in the film, um, but... I don't know where he gets that idea. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, James Gunn has announced that they are working on a new 8 to 10 year plan for um, for DC. And uh, they, they are focused on, on it. Um, what that means, though, I, I don't know. Uh, however, um, 
Yeah, I, I guess via the Hollywood Reporter, it says, quote, the opportunity to make DC as great as it can be and as it should be, that is the reason why I'm doing this job, because I know that Peter and I can do that. Uh, we spent the past, past couple of days with a group of some of the best thinkers in the industry, the best writers in the industry, starting to map out that 8-10 to 10 year plan of what it's going to look like in theater, in TV, in animation, across the board for these characters. Um, which is kind of interesting, because David Zaslav is saying like somewhat counterintuitive shit about like not having too many Batman and stuff. I, I don't know what's going on, but I think you can have multiple people I think people can understand a TV show is going to be different from the movie and have different characters. Um, but then James Gunn um, posted on Twitter a picture of Mr. Terrific. Uh, Mr. Terrific is a character um, that has been around quite a while. Um, but this is the... Um, Michael Holt version of the character. Um, and remember, uh, we had a version of Mr. Terrific in, in Arrow, uh, but that was Curtis Holt. Um, so we'll see what goes on. A uh, little bit back story on the character. Technically has 14 PhDs, a high-tech firm that he owns and sells to Wayne Tech, uh, a gold medal Olympian, um, and has been part of the Justice Society of America, which technically we just saw in Black Adam. Um, so we'll see. And then he has T-spheres that he floats around. Uh, he wears like a wrestler's leather jacket, and he has like a T painted on his face. So we'll see what happens moving forward if maybe Mr. Terrific gets introduced into the DCU moving forward. Um, a copyright lawsuit that was brought against Paramount and Tom Cruise and Top Gun Maverick um, is moving forward. Uh, Paramount tried to get the lawsuit dismissed. Um, however, U.S. District Judge Percy Anderson has refused, saying, quote, defendant's primary argument in its motion to dismiss is that the plaintiffs have not sufficiently pled in their complaint that the article and the sequel are substantially similar. The court disagrees. Um, this is all in relation to a 1983 California magazine story written by Ehud Yone, who died 10 years ago, um, that apparently is very similar to the story of the movie. Um, Paramount acquired the rights to the article immediately after its publication, um, and the original 1986 film acknowledged in its credits that it was somewhat based on the article. Um, however, in 2018, Yone's widow, Shosh Yone, son Yoval, uh, exercised their right to terminate the copyright assignment after 35 years, um, and then filed a, a copyright case in June of this year, uh, saying the studio did not renew the right rights to the article. Um, they're claiming they don't need the rights because the, the sequel bears little resemblance to the article. Um, but we'll see what happens with this moving forward. The movie did make over a billion dollars. Um, we'll see what ultimately happens as it plays out in the courts. Uh, Margot Robbie has announced that her female-led Pirates of the Caribbean movie is dead in the water. Uh, apparently it will not be moving forward, uh, despite 
gaining somewhat some traction with Disney. Uh, it looks like they're not going to be producing that movie after all. Uh, David Harbour was being interviewed uh, for his press tour for his upcoming movie where he plays Santa. A Die Hard Santa movie. I, I don't know. Um, and someone asked him about the Thunderbolts movie. Apparently it's going to drop a bomb on the D, on the MCU, according to him. What that means, though, I don't think anyone knows. Um, Ryan Johnson has stated he still wants to make a Star Wars movie. I know Kathleen Kennedy has stated that it's still technically coming. He's just very busy with Knives Out. Uh, Walter Hamada, former head of DC Films, has signed on with Paramount for a multi-year deal to lead its horror division. Let's see how he can ruin that. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. Um, Joseph Quinn, who most recently starred in Stranger Things Season 4 as Eddie, has signed on to star in A Quiet Place Day 1, the Quiet Place spinoff movie uh, taking place during the start of that disaster. Chrissy, wake up! Uh, Lionsgate has bought the rights to the Streets of Rage movie based on the popular video game. We'll see if that ultimately gets made. And then Fede Alvarez's Dune, Dune, Fede Alvarez's Alien movie has found a star. Uh, looks like that movie is going to be moving forward faster than we previously thought uh, over at, F at Fox, um, which is owned by Disney. And uh, it will star a Kaylee Spaney, Spenny. Um, known for starring in Pacific Rim Uprising, Bad Times at the El Royale, on the basis of sex, mayor of Easttown. Um, she will be the star of the upcoming Alien film, um, which continues in the franchise's past of having a strong female lead. Um, again, that is it for Nixner News this week. Thank you guys for listening. Um, unfortunately, I did not, like I mentioned earlier, did not get to see Black Panther Wakanda Forever as I was recovering from being sick last week. Um, hopefully I get to see it this upcoming weekend with family in town, um, and they'll want to watch it as well. Um, so, hopefully, fingers crossed, more than likely, we will have a review next week uh, for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Um, but like I said, this week's main focus was God of War. We talked about that at the top of the show. Um, as always... Don't forget to check out NixterNews.com where you guys can listen to the show right in your browser. Or you can find links to our Spotify page, our Google Podcast page, our Apple Podcast page. We're on iHeartRadio. We are on all the major podcast apps. You guys can listen to us on the go. Also, while you're there, check out our social media tab where you can see all our fun feeds all in one place. Uh, or just search Nixner News on your preferred social media platform of choice. And also, don't forget, we are on Discord. Why don't you join the Nixner News Discord channel, where you guys can interact with fans of the show, myself, things like that. Um, other than that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.